0: Hey everybody, goody Johnny Moe, we're back doing another movie review. This time we are gonna be doing
1: X-Men Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix. Well actually, I'm sorry, it's only Dark Phoenix. They never promoted it as X-Men Dark nope, Phoenix. just Dark Phoenix. Which they probably should have. This is uh, episode 17
0: for those of you that are counting.
1: And thank you very much to all the uh, loyal fans that are still coming back and watching. We're trying to get out a few uh, few tonight that we're gonna be pumping through. This will be the first of
0: three new episodes. Yeah, yeah, we're a little behind. We've actually seen three movies since we filmed our last episode. And basically, I think we want to do an episode for every movie we see. At least that's the, that's the theory. Um, so, where are we at now? Well, right now, we have to introduce a oh, drink of the night. Drink. Okay, so I am drinking a very fine uh, Irish lager, uh, Harp uh, from the bottle.
1: And I'm doing a little uh, Sam Summer Ale, nice and simple. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers
0: everyone. Uh, uh, quick shout out. Uh, To friends and family of uh, Goody and Johnny Moe at the movies. I want to give a shout out to my buddy uh, Pat Devaney who is a longtime high school friend who's also the creative uh, genius behind um, Zombie hunters City of the Dead Uh, in case anybody's ever seen that it's an independent uh, zombie series on TV Which predates the Walking Dead? So shout out to my buddies in the industry
1: Uh, Okay, so I think with that we're gonna get right into the review here um this is the last last well no not last you Uh, know what it's not last it's not last new mutants will technically be the
0: last unless they keep doing more new mutant films after that
1: yes uh so we still don't know the fate of that one that got that just got pushed back to 2020. Um. but this is the last of the x-men films featuring the characters that we know
0: yeah basically the reboot uh, that started with X-Men first class mm-hmm. and this I think is the fourth film Yes,
1: yeah, so you had first class then you had days of future Past, Then you had apocalypse and
0: now you have Dark Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. Um, This is actually <clears throat> I want to say Sony's No, Fox Fox Sony did FF. F- mm-hmm. This is Fox's Second attempt at this storyline. Yes oddly enough because the original X-Men trilogy uh, X-Men trilogy ended with um x-men 3 which was what the last last stand
1: funny enough however it was the last film in that x-men franchise and this is going to be the last film for this one
0: and that was you know basically a dark dark phoenix um
1: and simon kinberg who is the director of this film was uh i believe a writer and or producer on that film so didn't get it right the first time so he thought he would try it again and i want to say i
0: still don't know that they got it right but they did do they did do it different they did do it different and i, I would say
1: it was a slight improvement to that film yeah,
0: it worked on some levels it didn't work on some other levels yes um, at the end of the day my ultimate hope is that when all the mutants get back into the marvel cinematic universe where they belong um That they will actually try to do the Dark Phoenix Saga again (laughs) and do it right. Because I can tell you right now, if you do the Dark Phoenix storyline right, it is awesome, and it'll be different and fresh, and it'll be so much better than either of these past two attempts. Um, It easily could be like an endgame scenario, um, like with Thanos. Um, you know, you like I said, we, we've talked about who's going to be the next big villain for Marvel, right? You know, I think it's going to be Galactus, but I could see them. You know, if you're gonna, if Marvel was smart, they would be lining these up so that they never run out of movies yeah. and ideas. If you're gonna do Galactus next, which makes sense, I think after that, you do Dark Phoenix and you can actually weave in that storyline slowly but surely and build up to it. To you know, whether it be like
1: another 20 movies from now, exactly, or, you, you know, they, you, they you can literally time. do that. So, so
0: hopefully uh, the third time, if they do go, do, do go that route, will be a charm.
1: The, the one thing that I, I told John after we saw this film that I, I really enjoyed was I thought in this film we actually got to see some of the mutants where films past. Their, their powers were kind of either they were toned down or we just didn't really see enough of them. Uh, I thought this film did a good job at showcasing some people, um, one of them being Storm because I feel like in the past she has not really been showcased that well. The Halle yeah, Berry, the Halle Storm. That. I, I, thought, I, thought,
0: I always thought the Halle Berry Storm wasn't, that, uh, much first, in, was wasn't first, that much in the shadows.
1: I think the first two films of the the Brian Singer films, I thought she was really underutilized, and her powers were almost a joke. The third one on The Last Stand, she got to showcase a little bit more, but I still think that... Um, oh, I forget the actress that plays her in, uh, in this one, and also in Apocalypse. But I think she definitely does a much better job showcasing her abilities. Yeah. And, and you would
0: have thought with like such a powerhouse, you know, name like Halle Berry, like they would have like Right, showcased did, her more. Showcased her, um, yeah. her more. And and not for nothing. She, you know, in the in in the in the new X-Men, you know, she is one of the more popular and significant characters. You know, everybody says Wolverine, 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 but you yeah. know, there's more than just Wolverine. You know, Storm was always one of the most popular characters.
1: Well, I also think uh, too that they in the comic book universe. There's uh, there's one scene in the film where they're they're pretty much deciding what to do with, you know, Gene is pretty much turned dark at this point. Oh, spoilers by the way for those who have not seen it yet.
0: For spoilers, who if you've never seen this movie or maybe you've never seen <laughs> X. Or if you haven't That's seen any of our videos, we always do spoilers. Or, you know, I mean we, we did to actually kind of talk a lot of, uh, when we did the review of the Dark Phoenix trailer. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're if maybe you've never read the comic books or seen the cartoons either. Yeah.
1: But um, well we were right. We when we saw the trailer we talked about it, we said right away that Mystique is gonna die and she's gonna die early. Yeah. And she pretty much did. Uh, things kind yeah. of went pretty. I thought things kind of progressed very fast with Dark Phoenix.
0: Yeah, I was. I was actually a little bit upset about the death of Mystique, only because I felt she was one of the strongest characters in the movie, um, and I wanted like if somebody was going to die, I was almost hoping it was somebody else. Yeah. Because she was, um, uh, and who and who plays her? Jennifer that? Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence's. Uh, characterization of Mystique is really, really good. It's oh, really...
1: That was one of the best things about First Class. Like, this whole <clears throat> this whole this series that's gone on since First Class, I think she has been one of the standouts. she yeah. Every,
0: Everything she says carries, like, a emotional weight uh, and substance. Um, you know, and it's a really uh, it, it really is a, a good characterization. So for her to, I, I want to say I mean, she wasn't out the first five minutes but she was out pretty early. I would say
1: by like the 20-minute mark, I think she was and, and,
0: and I I just found that, you know, I found that a little unfortunate because I think she could have easily been one of the stronger focal points of the film all the way to the end. You know, I almost wish they kind of killed somebody else. Yeah. Uh, because I think um, they, they, they they chopped their legs out from underneath them by getting of her steak.
1: And then we have, uh, you know, Michael, all the characters that have come back from Apocalypse pretty much. Um, I think his name is Ty Sheridan, who plays Cyclops. Mm-hmm. He's back again, and then of course uh, Michael Fassbender playing Magneto. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a little off for me in this film. I
0: think so too. I, one of the, and one of the, I, I don't know if this is a criticism, but one of the things that I heard someone say a little bit negatively negatively about the film is that you know, like the X Men characters are still wearing like the same generic costume nobody has an individual costume you know it's like and you've you know you you're are ending the series now you kind of had a chance to give these characters a little bit more personality on your way yeah. out and instead they went with the standard you know yellow and, and, and blue. blue or yellow and black however you want to call it you know like very very reminiscent of the original x-men which i understand that's what they're trying to do but it's like you know what you know this. This is this is the end for them. You know. Yeah. I think yeah. I think they could have graduated. I think the the X Men could have graduated to, uh, especially. I mean the older characters. You know. all these yeah. were these were older characters at this point. Um. I think. Uh, I think they could have given them a little bit more flair. Uh. On their on their swan
1: The one thing I don't like, and and this has been happening for pretty much throughout this whole uh, series, is uh, Beast can transform back and forth between Beast and Hank. Uh, pretty much on command, almost willingly. Yes. And I don't know if that can actually happen in the comics or if that's changed. Like, I don't know if, in the old comics, I don't think that happened. I, that I be, mean, in like the newer comics, if they've rebooted re- re- everything, I, I don't know if
0: Beast yeah. can I mean, in the, in the original comics, Beast was uh, basically a human-looking character with, with simian-type features. And then at some point in the 70s, um, he tried to inject himself with some serum, to kind of boost his capabilities, and that gave him the, the blue furry beast. Um, but if I think for the most part, in the 70s, even into the 80s, he was stuck in that blue yeah. beast form. Um, and I my recollection of the 90s is as well, but then again, you know, when I stopped reading comic books in the 90s, that was 25, 30 years ago. Right. You know, So a lot of things have been happen- happening since then. So it very well could be but you used to watch the cartoons well I watched, yeah I watched the cartoons I, I was in the 90s I don't, th- I don't think he was able to go back no. and forth he, the he cartoons. He, no he couldn't not that the cartoons are canon but you know they are they are a source of uh, they yeah, are a source of resource. yeah
1: absolutely um, so the story just starts to it, everything kind of just like went along like okay we got to go from point A to point B mm-hmm. and it kept just going through I almost felt like the like, the transitions were just
0: somewhat quick. I found the, um, the alien race that got involved. Basically, what, ha- basically what happens is, is that um, the Phoenix Force is this force that is in space. Um, happens to show up around Earth. Um, and we find out that it had, in the recent past, destroyed uh, a planet. Right. Um, and that race was the Dabari. Uh, which incidentally, that is the name of the race in the comic books that the uh, Dark Phoenix uh, wipes out. Basically, Dark Phoenix. Fe- Dark Phoenix. Fe- I don't even think Dark. Dark Phoenix doesn't wipe out the planet. Dark Phoenix takes out the sun. I think, makes the sun go supernova. I think, and that destroys every planet in the solar system. Knocks out the, uh, the very peaceful Dibari. Um But in this, in in the movie, they decide that there are survivors of that uh, planet. Um, and they're hunting they the yeah, Phoenix Force. Though. Yeah. Now in the comic book, it was actually Jean Grey as Dark Phoenix that destroyed it, um, and that was kind of like the the big you know that was like a, a big deal. Like the Jean Grey killed you know <laughs> a planet full of people, um, and it was hell to pay for that. Um, but in this case, they did it. They basically the Phoenix Force did it prior uh, to to uh, inhabiting Jean Grey's form. Um, uh, one thing I didn't quite really dig too much about the Dabari is that they basically it's like they kind of, they kind of just show up on Earth, and you know, walk into this party, and, yeah. and start taking people taking over people's full life forms, and they have this plan of getting, the Phoenix Force back somehow, and it's like, I I just I don't feel they explained really explained enough about what the Phoenix Force was, and how. These people are actually able to do anything that they're able to do. Right. Um, I mean, granted, I understand they're aliens that have powers, but it's like, you know, you know, if they were gonna if they were able, to, you know, ultimately what they want to do is they want to steal the Phoenix Force from Gene Gray. And I'm like, if you were powerful, if, if any just one of these people was powerful enough to steal the Phoenix Force from Gene Gray and, and and control it and inhabit it, you know, why weren't they powerful enough to to defeat, you know, a whole a whole race of them, a whole planet of them. Right. Why weren't they able to, you know, to, to ward off the Phoenix Force? Um, and oddly enough, I think in the comic books, the Phoenix Force is, I think, benevolent. But in this case, they actually make it to be almost like destructive. You know, it, it wiped out this whole planet. So I don't think they really explain uh, the Dabari too well. Um, which was a shame because um, What's the girl who plays the, Jessica Chastain? Yeah, Jessica Chastain is uh, in the previews, and you don't really know. what Yeah, she no, is. They,
1: they do a good job of hiding who this character yeah, is. Yeah,
0: all you know, I, I'm sitting there going like, you know, I don't. It can't be the White Queen because they already dealt with the White Queen. Right. But she she did look a little bit like a, of a white and the White Queen uh, was a character prominent in the Dark Phoenix saga and the comic books, but they already had kind of done that uh, in with this group. So, you know, basically she's this woman who's, you know, trying to, you know, take control of the situation and they, they, want, to, they want to get the Phoenix Force. Um, I just felt they, they didn't explain it as well as they could have. And if, I think the one thing I didn't like about this movie is that, um, you know, if that Phoenix Force is so powerful and, and, and enough to destroy planets, you know, with inhabiting Jean Grey and becoming Dark Phoenix, um, basically... You're talking about her being a really incredibly powerful cosmic being. You know, th- this is a a, a, a being on, on a cosmic scale in right. a sense. Um, and I just didn't get the feeling of that cosmic storyline. It, it right. seemed more like, you know, down to earth. Oh, much more contained. Than it yeah, should have been. much more contained. Um, and that's kind of what I'm hoping that maybe the when the Marvel people get their hands on it, then they're going to put it into a into a cosmic scale. Uh, which is where it belongs, which is what it was in the comic books. Yeah. I mean, it was really intense in the comics. Yeah. But, uh,
1: you
0: know, Dark Phoenix was able to basically tear planets apart with her hands if she wanted to. She could destroy planets and stars. I mean, we're talking, you know, she could just, you know, she could kill everybody on the planet.
1: Well, this is where I find it interesting because when in the film, it's at a certain point when there's, there's certain, after Dark Phoenix kills Mystique, um, there are certain people that want to just go after. Gene and kill her, right? And it's like part of the X Men, you know. Well, not really part of X Men, but like you know, Beast has like no problem at this point because he loved her, wants to to kill Dark Phoenix. Oh, even yeah. Even goes to Magneto, and it was like it's like he you're gonna it. you're gonna help me do this.
0: Well, and it's really funny. It's all it, it's the the motivations are wrong, you know, because they want to kill Dark Phoenix because she killed Mystique. Not because she's a danger to the earth or a danger you know, you know what I'm saying? Right. they
1: make right. it they they make it personal. Not to mention the fact that they've seen her power levels and and I still there's still no explanation to me as to what made them think that they were gonna be able to take her out. There's a scene where where Gene is uh, finds Mag- Magneto's basically now on his own on his own island with mutants uh, Basically, is refugees. But yeah, and they're they, you know, he basically just kind of like runs this peaceful island and with They them. tend to the earth and yeah, it's like they kind of keep to themselves Yeah, and they keep out of trouble. So Jean comes and basically the the military end up finding her and at one point she's trying to basically down this helicopter and Magneto actually tries to help them to escape and you can see she's not really breaking a sweat as she's trying to bring this thing down. And Magneto, with almost like all of his might, is trying to to hold the helicopter to help to get all the people on it and then let, it, let, it, let them go and, and let them escape. And he is one of the most powerful mutants that's, that's in this series, and he had this much trouble. So I still don't know what made anybody think that they were going to be able to take her out even by ganging up on her. It just didn't seem like that was a possibility. With yeah. all of her abilities and how strong she was. And at this point, I think they knew how strong she was. And they still thought, okay, let's go after her and try and kill her.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if they really knew how strong she was. Or, or basically, or if it was enough of a Well, the scene in went... the
1: streets, what they saw, what she was able to do. So when all the mm-hmm. X-Men confronted her, when Mystique died... And how strong she was, yeah. And what she was able to do at that point, and right. then Her showdown with Magneto, I'm like.
0: But if they want to go after her, they're still going to go after her. Like they're not going to say, "Well, she's too tough."
1: No, I know. But again, but uh, but you're also but your point too though, like saying you're only going after her because she killed Missy e, right? Not because right. She they're be they're almost out. They're, they're almost out
0: for revenge. Oh, that's exactly what you are or, or vindication to or to you know uh, you know avenge her death. You know, yeah. It it is a it is a it was a it was an, it was an odd choice of motivation for but, this, but this is where
1: I actually liked Scott and storm because Scott and storm in this actually step up and be the leaders and the captains of this X-Men team that you kind of see in the comic where they're like no we need to go and save her she's our teammate It this wasn't her we know this you know we know that it wasn't her that actually did this something's something's wrong and that they're gonna try and and bring her in safely and try to you know figure out how to get rid of this force and and they tell uh, Xavier, they're like, no, we're going together. This is what we're doing, and they tell him what they're what they're going to do. And I thought that was great to like see them actually take charge like that, because uh, you haven't. I mean, they're still obviously they're young in these films, and that's like mm-hmm. the point of them. These, these guys like growing up and learning to take on responsibility and their duty. And I think you saw that in this where they really those the two of them stepped up in particular. And then we get to the fight scene in the park. And on the streets. Yeah, which
0: is which is. Uh, of, of,
1: it was New York, right? That was yeah, to, that was supposed to be. You know, York.
0: I I almost want to say like, um, you know, it was really just like a commercial for uh, um, New York City bus tours. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm so, I mean they, I mean. Both
1: these two. So basically, Magneto's team arrives, and then Xavier's team arrives, and. Obviously, they're on opposing forces here. They're on opposing ends. Yeah,
0: Gene Gray is like holed up in a in like a hotel across the street from Central Park. Basically, you just have a bunch of people on one side of the street, on the on the opposite side of the street that you know are gonna attack this hotel, but they're gonna like just wade through traffic and jump over cars to get there. Like literally, as traffic's like still coming through,
1: they're like going through. Like Beast just starts like hopping cars.
0: It's, a, it's a, in in the middle of... It's a very poorly choreographed oh, scene. Yeah. It just makes no sense. It really um, did. I mean, it it's almost the like they're sitting sense. there going like, you know, we got to have the attack on the hotel be a little bit, you know, crazy and chaotic. And just with people around. So, it. so that, Yeah. It's, it's like they were doing like, it just to have people around. You know, I think, you know, It's I, again, it's just one of these things where, you know, you, you, you want to do something, you know, there's, there's good ideas and there's bad ideas, you know, and yeah. apparently... They thought this was the best idea, and it was a it was a bad idea. There had to have been a better way to do it. It was this. just very poorly
1: executed to like to, like how they all just came about and how they all just started fighting. Mm-hmm. It yeah, really no it idea. really was, and then of course see, but then and then you know Jean's aspect about this. Jean's pissed off at Xavier because she feels that he's kind of been like hiding her past. Her
0: past, which
1: it pretty much was. When she, when she was but she, but she goes from she goes from hating him so once she finds that, like she goes from being very scared to she traces her her steps back to her home where she thought her father was dead yeah and, well basically Jean ended up causing an accident when she was a child that ended up killing her mother and then the father was left alive and the father didn't want anything to do with Jean says that she's a freak you know who can control her, and then Xavier says, "I want to." Like, I want to take her on, and basically, that's how he gets gene to come to his school. And he tells Xavier tells Jean that the father died in the accident. Yeah. And then she finds out otherwise, Fine. so she yeah. she goes to go see the father, and sees that the father's still kind of afraid of her, and
0: and maybe and rightfully so. I mean, not for nothing. I I think um. I think that Xavier was. Pro- I'm probably wrong. Like, I, like, I, I didn't feel like I understood why he did what he did. I felt like he should have used the truth of her past to teach her lessons, and and say, okay, you know, you know, you want to avoid this. You want to be in control. You know, right. you know, you know. I, I, really feel that like he was. He was. Wrong.
1: No, I agree with you. I think that the way that it all went about was was not the right way, and that's where, of course, this is where Xavier screws up, and uh, he, you know he only, he's almost like the bad guy in, in in this for a period of time, but then that scene in the hotel when Xavier does get in there, mm-hmm. and Jean confronts him and is almost like ready to kill him, she he you know he kind of like helps her to probe his mind, and then she sees. The truth about it, where he took her in because he really cared about her, and that her father didn't really want her. Like, do you remember? Do you remember that scene? So it's Jessica Chastain and her, and Jessica Chastain's trying to get the Phoenix Force in her. Yeah. And Xavier like interrupts and stops the whole thing, mm-hmm. and that's when Jean invades his mind, and she, she, you know he gets, she gets to see his memories of how it all really went down, and how he took her in, and then he, she got to see how much that uh, he cared for her and then all of a sudden her feelings change.
0: Right, I mean, it, I mean, it, again, like it wasn't all bad what he did, but it was just like, what, it was just this, this core decision that right. was bad, and it wound up biting him. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. It definitely came back to haunt him. There was fallout to pay for that.
1: But I almost like there was no, there was no, uh, she gave him zero chance to explain things. Like when she came out of that house, or her hometown house, and and left her father there, mm-hmm. And she confronted Xavier she left zero chance for him to do any explanation whatsoever
0: well I mean you gotta realize you know I think at this point she's very much on tilt and very unstable emotionally because the 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 Phoenix force in her is probably too much for her to contain Um, and somehow she's able to contain it and they don't they don't really explain uh, how or why she's able to contain it Um, but but she is Um, and it's and it's changing her Physically, you know, it's 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 having like an effect, you know, on her physically, and it's also like you know having effect on her mentally, and she's just in, you know in, embodied with all this power, um, and um, they they do a much better job of explaining how she gets this power in the comic book because in the comic book um, she's basically piloting um, the space shuttle with everybody in it, um, and she's the only one like she's trying to keep everybody safe and she's basically at the forefront and she's in, she's basically absorbing all the radiation. And what happens is, is that the, the Phoenix force is out, the Phoenix force is out there and senses her need and her frustration. Um, and is basically like an, almost in awe of it because it's just, it's, it's this completely selfless act that she knows, is going to mean she's going to die. She's right. going to absorb a lethal amount of radiation, but she's going, she going to do this for everybody else. And she's basically giving up her life. Um, and that's what attracts the Phoenix Force, um, is, is that incredibly selfless and noble act. Um, and what it does is it try. It, it, it tries to save her. It's there to save her. Right. Whereas what happens in the, in the movie is almost like just random chance. They don't really explain what draws the Phoenix Force. Well, I think Jessica Chastain her. was
1: trying to explain all that. So like when she goes into that like monologue with her and starts to like discuss the history, like that's where she finds out about the Phoenix Force mm-hmm. destroying the pl- like her planet and mm-hmm. everything. So you, you get to hear all that. But I, I think she does say that the Phoenix Force shows you. It almost sounded like it, like that's kind of like where I think she was going with that. So obviously, and they have like that. Um, that flashback of her in the space shuttle yeah. which she's holding the space shuttle together yeah it just, i didn't it think because, that was similar yeah, to the comic
0: yeah i just don't think it made much sense why it chose her like right and i mean she was just there on a rescue mission um and everybody was there doing the same thing and nobody was really in as much more or less harm as anybody else
1: but she was trying to hold the ship together from falling apart she was holding the shuttle she was holding pieces of it together so that the atmosphere inside wasn't breaking apart Right. So that Nightcrawler could take everybody and get them back into the ocean upsh- and get them back into uh, the jet.
0: Yeah, I, I just feel they didn't they didn't create a cohesive story arc as to as to how and why everything.
1: Oh happening. no, no, that I agree with. I think there's a lot yeah. of stuff that's not cohesive with this film. Because because in
0: the comic, book what happens is basically you know it's it's there to save her and it does and it, and it gives her all this power. I mean, well, there's a subplot where you know basically when the when the um, the shuttle lands in in Jamaica Bay um, Jean gray rises through in the air as, as the Phoenix um, what you don't know is that you know her body is in suspended animation at the bottom of Jamaica Bay healing uh, from the radiation but the, the the beam that arises is basically a, a, a construct that a human construct that thinks it's gene gray um, thinks it did what it did um, and it has this this power um, basically it's too much power for even a human, for a human to to hold, or even a human construct that thinks it's human to hold. And basically, what Xavier does is kind of put come In order for her to handle the power levels, he puts in some uh, psychic dampers, so that if her power kicks in too fast, it like it's like a circuit breaker that shuts off, and she kind of powers you know powers down. Um, and ultimately, what happens is is. Um, there's a, a villain called Mastermind who's screwing around with Jean Grey's psyche, no. not realizing she's the Phoenix. He, you know, most of the people in the Marvel Universe at that point think Jean Grey is just Jean Grey. Um, there's, a, there's an actual scene when Magneto confronts Jean Grey for the first time as Phoenix, and he doesn't know she's Phoenix at this point, point. and he's thinking he's like you know gonna attack Jean Grey, who's really just like a telekinetic, maybe a little tele, tele- telepathy. And all of a sudden, the battle is just goes out of control. And Magneto's like, whoa, what's going on here? And he's like, he can barely hold it together. And that was really cool. Uh, but what happens is, so mastermind screws up with Jean Grey's head, winds up breaking all the psychic dampers in her head, um, and what happens is, is the dark side of the Phoenix Force takes root. And it's, it's uncontrollable. And mm-hmm. she becomes you know, Dark Phoenix, um, where it's an, it's an embrace of all that power and with, you know, and, and, and corrupt, and be, she almost becomes corrupt. She be, you know, it's like, it's, she becomes evil. Um, and it's on, on the scale that you have there, she literally, and that's what happens. She basically, as soon as like all the, as soon as the Dark Phoenix power takes hold and she becomes evil, like she's ready to like just have fun and, and wipe, wipe things out. And then she, she goes to the, to the Dabari solar yeah. system and takes out the whole solar system and then comes back and they're just like, what's going on? And ultimately, um, there's, a, there's a, a mental battle between her and, and Charles Xavier and Xavier somehow is able to win, probably was able to reinstate some of his barriers. And then what happens is, is, you know, she's back to normal, but the universe is not going to let that happen. And basically enough people in the universe especially whatever Empire was in charge of that system, um, which I think is the Shire Empire,
1: Shire, yeah. they come
0: back and say you have to pay for what you did. Um, and there's a trial, um, and ultimately you know the X-Men are fighting for her to live and everybody else is trying to kill her for what she is, and at the end and it, it's very poetic in the sense that um, you know the final battle is is one of the greatest stories. X Men One Thirty Seven is one of the greatest comics of all time, and and if Marvel can pull this off and adapt that comic, it'll be unbelievable. Because what happens is is that there's a you know a final there's a battle between it's one of these things where it's like you know, we're gonna fit you know we're gonna fit two uh, groups against each other for the fate of Jean Grey, and it's basically the X Men versus the Imperial Guard, and they're all fighting this and that, and the X Men are completely outnumbered and out, out outgunned, but at some point they just say that. Uh, somebody not get Cyclops from behind and is about to kill him and Jean Grey sees that and all the trolls of psychic dampers that were put in place to keep her from being Dark Phoenix again they all just melt away and she just goes like berserk she's ready to wipe out everybody and at the last moment right before the Shire Emperor is about to like basically fry the whole planet with like you know a death beam and kill everybody on the planet they, um, Scott Cyclops, you know, talks to her and talks her down and she just basically says, I, I'll never be, I'll never be in control. And she takes her own life and she dies. But then of course, two years later, she comes back because that really was her in the first <laughs> place, you know, because of um, the Marvel Universe, nobody ever dies. But yeah. But that's but that's how they did it. Uh, and if you've never read the Dark Phoenix saga in the in the Marvel comics, it is it is by far one of the best ones they ever did. Chris Claremont, John Byrne, and Terry Austin, culminating in event X Men One Thirty Seven.
1: Well, some of those things did happen in this film, where she does end up sacrificing herself. Yes, to yes, save and that's and that's kind of end. what
0: that's kind of what I liked about this. Yeah. So one of the things I liked about this movie is that it was um, it was an emotional journey.
1: Yeah, and I, I think, I mean, Jean's, Jean's art throughout this whole thing is one, is one huge emotional trip. Yeah. And, and, even, and even Cyclops to a degree, and Xavier, because they just, yeah. they, they truly feel, I mean, Xavier almost feels, for the longest time, Xavier is denying that he did anything wrong right oh yeah i mean he's he's denying for the longest time he's yeah. like i didn't do anything and and i don't like know i that, did everything to protect her I and i don't do know that oh. his
0: character was backed in a corner to the point where he had to do what he did i don't it, i didn't seem like he was forced to do what he did i think he chose to do what
1: he did yeah and he thought he was making the right move right but then after everything that happened he like at the very end he finally admits to uh, to hank he's like i was wrong he says I, I shouldn't have I've done what i did yeah. Um And kind of and, and saw saw his, the, the error of his ways, um, but Scott was just so much because he's he's just hearing that everyone's looking to kill you know the the girl that he's in love with, mm-hmm. and they're like what he's like what are you talking about you can't kill her it's like it's not her she's not the one that's doing this
0: yeah well I mean that's the funny thing too the people that want to save her want to save her because they love her gene right you know it's because they love a little gene. bit of misdirection there yeah but yeah I mean. And, and I think that's what makes this movie very different from x uh, oh, from The Last Stand. Oh, you know, they really absolutely. play up the, um, you know, th- the story of Jean Grey is not what's happening to her and why. It's, you know, it, it's not about the details. It's about this is happening. And, you know, I'm trying to deal with it. Right. And I'm the, trying emotion, to the emotion doing. of doing it. Right. Um, and I think... Uh, I think one of the strongest parts about this movie by far is the soundtrack the, the music in this movie is very lyrical uh, and emotional it you know pulls on strings it's very evocative yeah. you know it's not like a, an action you know adventure was Zimmer
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: you know it's very much um, you know it, it, it gets under your skin it's not a it's not a battle it's not a battle charge it's not a yeah. you know it's not a you know no is there, is there it's very great scores. evocative under it gets underneath your skin and it, and it pulls you along emotionally uh along the journey that gene gray is going through uh i mean the last you know the, the uh, i think all you know, oh, the, the last the, segment the final, oh, the final the final, oh, the final battle yep. is just you know, the build-up the music yeah. build up that he did with that no i think and it's so subtle you don't
1: even feel it i think Zimmer's, he's always done a great job between the chris nolan yeah. trilogy that he did uh, I thought his music was fantastic and then I'm sorry I still love the Man of Steel soundtrack I thought Hans Zimmer did a fantastic job that's a you, that's a tough follow to follow John Williams in yeah. creating a sound that's going to be unique and I thought he did a great job well, I mean thing.
0: that's the thing I think with Hans Zimmer is um I feel like there's no like you know with John Williams you know, there's, oh, like, they're, they're, there's like kind of Star there's, Wars, there's Superman, there's the recognizable theme or recognizable yes. note. You know, there's that hook. You know, with Zimmer, you don't have anything that's recognizable. It's just a long, you know, lyric, long lyrical soundtrack. You know, it just, you know, it just takes you a long way you need to go. There are no necessarily any highs or lows. It's just, it's just a steady kind of there, doing what it doing what it should be doing. And that's actually, you know, not a bad way to score a film. You know, every film doesn't need to have, you know, A theme. Its own theme, you know. Yeah. You know, like a lot of those films, you know, basically the score becomes a character. You know, some, like, it's almost like yeah. talking to the audience. Whereas, you know, the, the true essence of a score is really just you kind of, you know, well, Enhance. Make, yeah, make, yeah. Make, you know, carry, carry a film through. Um, so, yeah. It was, um, I, re- I actually enjoyed the music immensely. And and that made sense with the type of story that they were telling, which was really kind of like you know the you know the emotional genre. Like you know you just have these scenes where you know you have Jean Grey like you know in the rain huddled in a in a corner somewhere, and yeah. it's like you know that's you know to kind of get you to feel like how she's feeling. No, I think so that's
1: probably I agree with you. I think it's one aspect that they that they did capture well. Um, there's a, there's a lot that they didn't capture well. It, it's. Well, the train, ride. Uh, <laughs> the, tra- uh, the train ride, the train-, train, So ride. basically
0: the, 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 the final battle occurs on this endless, endless miles of, of train track or this, that this train is hurtling through the woods, you know, and it's just like, the train like never derails, you know, as no, much as
1: well, like, everything that's going on, with, everything like that's going on, that you know, there's a lot
0: about. of blasts and stuff going on and, and shooting and bombs and, and, you know, mutant powers and people fighting. And man, this, this train just keeps on going, you know, and not for nothing, like there's gotta be a guy driving this train. You know, you know, it's not I don't think it's remote control, you know, so there's, there's gotta be just one guy going we don't You know, see this. he's looking in the rearview mirror and he just sees all this stuff going on and, and he's just like man I'm just gonna keep on going. I'm, just gonna keep it, I'm keeping it together and I'm, ke- I'm the conductor and I'm gonna keep this train But on. I kept finding
1: it funny that like storm was like frying the guys up on top and yet every chance that we had to see the top of the train again, this, there were more guys there's like, so many of them. But it was like how are there that many like people that how are there how many of those aliens that are here that like they just keep coming out of nowhere on top of the train. And was the board keeps frying
0: them. Didn't they like infiltrate the FBI somehow? Like that the one the the, the black guy, wasn't he yeah. I like, didn't was yeah, wasn't he they, getting in and out of I, scene? Th-
1: I think that's how he was getting in and out. Yeah. You know, it was
0: weird. It was I I thought I thought those I thought those uh, alien beings were they were a little weird. They were almost like they were almost like. Songwaves. Well, I, I
1: almost think originally they were supposed to be scrolls, like there was supposed to be talk of using like scrolls in this film. Oh, and I didn't then, know. That. Okay, uh, and then that that obviously, and then with everything that happened with Captain Marvel, kind of like took when they found out that they were being used, and that, I think they had to change a little bit. Not to mention they changed the whole ending. The whole ending of the film was actually supposed to take up and take place in space. It was supposed to be a big space battle. I think the Shatara, the, the the empire was supposed to come to earth probably doing what you said that was okay we're gonna destroy the planet and oh. then Jean Grey flies up there as Dark Phoenix and basically and wipes that, them out. That
0: basically is almost like a mirror that's image scene of like, you scene. Know, Captain shot Marvel going through and taking up the So ship.
1: I think when they got word of what they were doing with that they had to reshoot the whole ending and oh, that's wow. why they did the transition. And that scene. was
0: probably like you know re- how many times did this movie go through reshoots? I heard uh,
1: quite a few, and the reshoots were extensive. Which yeah. is, I think, one of the there's reasons there's probably why a lot of multiple ver-
0: knew. there's probably multiple couple of oh, different versions of the, this film yeah. that, that no one will ever see unless you know maybe there's some extras on uh, on the, on DVD.
1: Well, we'll find out when it, when it comes I mean, out. That could be interesting. But I, I think uh, no, I think unfortunately this this movie was kind of doomed for a long time. I think a lot of people. When they when they heard about all the reshoots and the the, the extensive changes to the ending, the delays and release. The, yeah, and I think it. I think it's just unfortunate for. Uh, I mean, it's I would, unfortunate I would, for I the remember. actors and the characters because you know, yeah. like they all do the best job that they can for what's for the situation that they're given and for the material that they're given. I, I just I don't think the material was that great, and obviously the situation for them. At some point, I think they even knew while they were filming this that that Marvel was getting the rights from to to all these films. So I think deep down, I think some of these actors had to have known that this was it for this franchise.
0: Yeah, and I, I'll be honest with you, I don't even know if it made its money back. Oh no, I think it's going to end up losing. I, I, I think so too. I don't think it did. I don't think it did all that well. At the no, I which
1: think it, it, no, it is a real shame. No, it is because it's uh, no you, you don't want to see those movies fail, but. Um, mm-hmm. That it's just not it's not clicking with the audience.
0: I mean, I went we went to see it once and I really had no desire to see it in the movies Again, although I mean I plan on seeing it. I'll see when it get, gets released. Yeah, released. yeah. I Definitely, I definitely want to see it again um, But you know, I'm gonna wait to see it at home. I'm not I don't need to see it in the theaters again.
1: No, no, I agree with you but I mean overall, I think if you if you like the X-Men I think you'll probably end up gonna go to this film and and, well I, I don't know I'm, about you joy, know what? I'll say this it was better than apocalypse but it was better than apocalypse I <laughs> can tell you that. That's so for you, sure If you didn't because like... I
0: think apocalypse was by far the worst one. yeah I think by about, far. to
1: me Apocalypse and Last stand are the, the two worst X-Men films. Um, but this this film is definitely better than those two. So if you uh, if you agree with us and you didn't like those other two films and you want to see something a little bit better, go see Dark Phoenix. Uh, but I, that's uh, that's going to be it, I think, for our movie review. Unless John, you got anything else no, you want to like add? I say,
0: just you know, hold out to see what Marvel does with the mutants. Yes, yeah. that's, that's what I'm waiting for. The last film in the
1: franchise is supposed to be New Mutants. Now, New, New Mutants was supposed to come out later this year, I believe, in August. Uh, it gets it's getting pushed back to 2020. Now, the interesting thing is that Marvel is putting Marvel is now investing money into this film to do reshoots. Into which film? New Mutants. New Mutants. So, that, that, I don't know if anybody who, was, who has seen this, but New Mutants had a trailer, like, I think two
0: years ago. I had, I don't even know that I saw it. New Mutants
1: had, like, a teaser trailer, and it was almost like in a, like a, a house, almost like a, um, like a psychiatric ward, almost. Like, it was supposed to, it was almost like shaping up to be, like, a, a horror-type film really? that they were making, um, which <laughs> looked really interesting. I gonna
0: if to will find
1: that. But if, if they end up doing reshoots, the the biggest issue is that these all these actors have aged. Sure. So it's that's going to look. And they're supposed very, to be young, so yeah. like two years. That's when, a big. You know, that's for a, for a young actor, they're
0: going to look very different. So I don't know. I
1: guess we're going to find out and see what happens with all that. But yep. it's still coming out. That's still planned at this
0: point in time for twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, and then we'll Like John said, we'll see what happens with uh, the MCU and the X Men probably in the next couple of years. Yeah. But, uh, guys, I think with that, we're
0: going to end this. All right. On to the next episode. All right, guys? See you in a bit. Take care.